Bobby Bones post-show pre-show. Hey, I want to talk to Mike D for a second about a couple of movies. Because I did not get to watch Borat number two. Mike, did you like Borat number two? Yeah, and I think you'll love it. It's funny. I just couldn't pull myself to watch it. I like Borat one, but I just don't want to see the same thing over and over again. I'd say it's a lot different than Borat one. A little more cringeworthy, but the bits are a lot more thought out, and it's great. Is he Borat in all of them? No, because he addresses that he has to dress in a disguise because people started to recognize him. He started to do some of the stunts, so he's pretty much in disguise the entire time. Oh, he's not just Borat this time. (laughs) (laughs) So it's great. He says that in the movie? Yeah, he's like, I came to America, but everybody recognized me from my other movie. Oh, as Borat. He's like, I came to America, but... Yeah. (laughs) uh, Okay, it's on Amazon. It's free. Yeah. Well, do you care at all? <laughs> but it's free? Uh, they have to pay uh, for yeah. it on Amazon. Oh. No, 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 it's free. If you have Amazon, it's free. Amazon wow. bought it. Wow. So what's up there? You, you don't care? I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to watch it, but yeah, sometimes I feel like since I have Amazon Prime, I get stuff for free, and then I still have to pay for it. Like $2.99 or something. Well, so it depends on what the show is. Yeah. Because we started watching, not Billions, what's the show? Succession. It took us four days to get through one episode oh. because she kept falling asleep. And it's fine. I mean, we just finished the first episode, but a week later. <laughs> You'll get there. So, I, but I don't know that she likes it. Just keep going. I'm, I think it takes a few episodes, and she may, but again. Yeah, and if she you was watch never, it divided into four. But then it's always fresh. Okay. What else do you watch? I watched uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7, so Sasha Baron Cohen's also in that one. As Borat? <laughs> no, he's playing a different character, but he's a little more serious in this one. It's What's good. that movie about? It's about these riots that happened around the 1968 Democratic uh, Convention in Chicago. And the whole thing is like them on trial. It was pretty much like an unfair trial where they were trying to accuse them of like all these bad things. So it's pretty good. And what's that on? It's on Netflix. Which is free too. Yep. If you pay for a subscription, we should <laughs> say. Uh, by the way, Mike's podcast is called Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. It is a Halloween special where he talks about creepy and paranormal things that happened while filming famous scary movies. Like what? So, like, when they were filming um, the movie The Conjuring, one of the actresses started having, like, bruises appear on her arms, like the same thing that was happening in the movie. And they she had, made that up, right? Just, on, no, guys. she had, like, a blood condition that she went to the doctor for, and then after the movie was done, went away. Weird. That's probably just urban legend from the movie, right? Because I would say stuff like that, too. You believe it? I believe that one. How many of them in your podcast do you talk about? I talk about, I think, like, ten of them. Give me one more. So when they were filming the Poltergeist, there was a the kid in the movie actually ended up dying before they made the second one. Really, the little and girl. They, were, the, the they girl? were saying, yeah, the girl in the movie. The they little were, girl's not alive. No. Oh, I didn't know that. And so, what happened to her? What are they saying? Well, she had like an operation done and died on the operating table. But what are they saying? Like, what's the? They're saying that the the set for that movie was cursed for the, the entire time, because there was other people who died too. Do you believe that? Uh, I mean. I think it's kind of a coincidence, but that so many things happened around that movie, it seems like it is a little bit cursed. Well, check out Movie Mike's movie podcast, where he talks about nine or ten different movies that he says are cursed. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Amy, your weekend good? What just happened there? Mike fell over. <laughs> Let me push it back. No, 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 the microphone. 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 Mike just Mike falls over. Mike the microphone in it. Your weekend good? <laughs> yeah, it was good. The uh, girl that was in here, and you'll hear her later in the show, mm-hmm. Sarah Beth Tate. She came in, and she performed, and she, it, was, it was great. She was super nice. You'll hear it in a bit. But when she was leaving, after we shut the mics down, she said, hey, I'm a big fan of the show. I expect everybody to 
I am used to people saying that even when they're not telling the truth. So I just go, oh, cool, thank you. I don't think everybody that comes in here is a fan of the show. I think some people that come in here are a fan of what the show will do for them. Mm. But I don't honestly think everybody that comes in listens to the show. And so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then she looks at Amy and goes, do you recognize me? And Amy goes, oh, my goodness, I do. You met her at a grocery store. Yes. So her now fiancé, I guess it was her boyfriend at the time, and this was a couple years ago, was wearing a Pimp and Joy shirt. And so obviously if we see anybody wearing Pimp and Joy, we say hi to them because we know they must listen to the show. So I just go over to them and say, hey, and we start talking. And then, yeah, they said they listen to the show all the time. They love supporting anytime they can. They love the whole Pimp and Joy movement and blah, blah, blah. And then she was saying she wanted something. I don't know if it was like four things, something or another. And then he loved some Pimp and Joy hat. And I said, hey, here's my email. Email me. I'm going to send it to y'all. And so, yeah, that was a couple years ago. And I remember the whole encounter. It was a couple years ago. Yes. Oh, I thought it was like right before Corona. It's been that long. No, it's been that long. Wow. Yeah. And so sent them the stuff. And I never knew for sure if they actually got it because I remember he emailed me. And then you know, I was able to confirm. I was like, did y'all get that stuff in the mail? And they're like, yep. I was like, perfect. Well, he was here sitting in the green room. We have a big glass yeah, big glass wall. But we, we finished the show, and she tells us off the air that story. But then after she left, Amy goes, and you know what? She never once said that she was doing music in town when she met her, which I thought was great. Cool. She, wasn't only, she wasn't doing that just to get Amy to know her music. Yeah, not at all. But I, we sat in the middle. It was at Whole Foods. Like, I remember everything. We were right by the checkout, and we stood there and talked for a while. And it was just, it was for me a moment where I was like, okay, yes. Like, it's just a reminder that our listeners are awesome. I feel like that's the experience they have if anyone's ever wearing anything. Like, Pimp and Joy is just an obvious one that's the show. So I think we get to connect with listeners that way, and then listeners connect with other listeners that way. And it's it's fun. And Small World. Yeah, here she is. Totally. I find her on TikTok. Doesn't I don't know she listens to the show. I'm like, hey, the music's pretty good. Why don't you come in on the show? She comes in, plays, is good. And then at the end, it's like, hey, I didn't want to say this until now, but I'm a big fan and here's why. So that was really classy mm. of, a really classy way to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, just a, just a little background as you get to hear her. Okay, I think that's it. Keep it short and sweet as we get into today's show. Um, it's a good show. We have three different really cool guests that you're going to hear. All right, that's it. Have a great day, guys, and we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Welcome to Monday's Bobby Bones Show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. I read this story. There was some numbskull who was dropping pumpkins off an overpass on the cars. Come on. Extremely dangerous. Can kill somebody. Yeah. A student in Indiana is lucky to be alive after someone dropped a pumpkin off an overpass. The pumpkin smashed through the car windshield. It came inches of hitting Caleb Needham, who is a student at Indiana State University. He said it went through his windshield, but luckily it was on the passenger side where no one was sitting. Here he is talking about how he almost died and seeing his life flash before his eyes. My life just flashed before my eyes and... I just started shaking because I guess I was like so scared. I entered like a shock state. I'm like, what just happened? Where did this pumpkin come from? The officer said, if it would have came through on my side, then I probably would have died. Golly. And it's at four o'clock in the morning. So obviously someone was throwing pumpkins off an overpass. Did they catch the person? No. Oh, they don't know who it was. Because there was a guy on the bridge right by my house. Someone at 3.30 a.m. threw a brick off and killed the guy. 
Mm. Wow. And they have a sign every time I drive by. It has his info. It says, do you know who threw the brick off this bridge? Like, call. This guy lost his life. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. Well, I saw this, and he said he saw his life flash before his eyes. Have you had any instances? I have two. Where this happened, like a near-death life flashes before your eyes. Once when I was a kid, I was at the lake, and there was a guy that, that was on the lake, and he had a jet ski. And all I remember was, I was probably nine. He's coming at me as fast as he can. And he turn, he doesn't see me. He turns at the last second, and the back end of that jet ski is probably like an inch away from my face when it Ooh. whips through. And I thought as it was getting so close, oh, I'm about to die. As a kid, I remember it so vividly. He missed me because I could smell when it went by me. I, I smelt it. Wow. So that was super close. And then when I was, um, not when I got jumped at work, walking into the radio station, but when I had a gun to my head at the ATM, that was like, oh, this might be it. And then I heard the medley, I've had the time of my life. <laughs> Saw me at the kindergarten. Oh, your whole life. Grade. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. of it. And I never felt this way before. So that's for me. Amy, you? No, nothing. Nice. Good for you. I know. That means one's coming. I feel Uh, rude. I feel incredibly I think I've told you guys, but I was on a canoe with my son. He was probably three, four at the time, and we were fishing. He caught something. It kind of pulled him so hard that the canoe leaned. We capsized, and uh, we were in the middle of the pond. I grabbed him. And I was a lifeguard, so I'm like, I got this. But, man, it was cold that that day, so we were wearing jackets. I had cowboy boots on, jeans. We were getting heavy, and I was swimming for about 10 minutes, and I was just not getting any closer to that that ledge or the edge of the pond or whatever. And so I just made that decision. I was like, all right, this is it. I'm just going to put him as high as I can and hopefully, you know, hopefully I can just hold him up and he can breathe. And if I go, I go. And I did that. And when I did it, I felt the floor of the lake or the pond. And I started walking as fast as I could. And we made it to the to the edge of the pond and we got out. And, man, I laid there for about five minutes just praying and thanking God that we did it. Dang. That was very scary. Lunchbox? Yeah. One time I was probably eight or nine and I was on a paddle boat and I was sitting on top of it. And the guy, Owen, driving it knew we were coming up to the dock and my back was to the dock and he rammed into it on purpose and I fell into the lake and I was trapped with my feet in the air and my head was underwater, un- stuck under the dock. Wow. And I thought, oh, this is it. This is it. This is when I'm going to die. Now, And my brother jumped in and saved me and that's when I realized my brother actually cared about me. <laughs> that, that, was <laughs> that was the moment. That was the moment. <laughs> wow, guys, these are all water stories. Yeah. Except for Amy, who avoid the water. (laughs) Well, no, I started to think about it, and one time a floaty came off, but only the right one. And I remember being really scared in the pool, and my mom had to run out. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Guys, I want to fit in. That was a scary story, but I I didn't think I was going to die. I went down a slide. It was like my flipper came off my foot once, right? (laughs) Well, one time I did fall from the monkey bars, and my breath got knocked out of me. Dang, that's so scary. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Oh yeah, let's go. Number five. Parts of Canada clamped down this month to slow the spread, and restaurants had to close their dining rooms again. So on the last day they were allowed to open, someone walked in a restaurant in Ottawa, bought a bottle of wine for $37, and tipped the staff $700. Love it. Wow. Number four. Most of the volunteers who work the polls in elections are over 60, which is also high risk for COVID. 
So someone launched a website called Power the Polls to get more volunteers. They were hoping 250,000 people would sign up, and now they've had 500,000. And That's most amazing. Are, most That's are really younger, cool. younger, 18 to 35. Mm. When I voted, it's about 50-50. There were a lot of old folks. There were also a good amount of people. And also the guy that took me to the to vote, he wouldn't stop talking. He wanted to have a whole conversation. <laughs> he did, I had a mask on. He didn't know I'm from the radio or anything. But he was just talky, talky, talk. There you go. Number three. Another COVID survivor got to meet the plasma donor who saved him. A 32-year-old woman in Wisconsin named Unique Edwards almost died in June. But a woman who had already beaten the virus donated plasma, and the antibodies helped her beat it. They got to meet up for the first time, and she thanked her in person. Someone didn't make it if we wouldn't have had the blood. But well, the plasma, if, I, if we didn't have it, I wouldn't be here. So I'm just thankful. God, put it on your heart to give. Oh, sweetie, I wish more people would. They're glad I received it because if I didn't, I wouldn't have made it. Number two. The group Pets for the Elderly covers adoption fees for seniors. And they're expanding because of the pandemic. Since 1992, they've helped adopt almost 100,000 pets in 34 states. And now they're aiming to be in all 50 states by the end of the year. You know, you can't really get a dog. It's harder to get a dog. Which is a good problem. Which is a great problem. I think now it's a little easier. But man, right in the middle of when people were actually quarantining, Mm -hmm. they were out of dogs. and It was amazing. So let me encourage you. Go out and foster. You don't have to adopt a dog. Foster a dog. Until it gets adopted, because I bet half the time you end up going, this dog's awesome, let me keep it. That's what I bet. All right, let's do the last one. Number one. A 67-year-old woman in Michigan who spent 196 days in the hospital just left after beating COVID. She had been there since early April, so just over six months in the hospital. Are you out of your mind? Over six months in the hospital. (laughs) And she lived. And she's out of there. That is crazy. That's the Good News Countdown. Thank you very much. That was the Good News Countdown. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Maddie and Tay. You guys put out a Christmas record. Look at you guys. Yes. I, I got to wonder whenever you have to pick all the millions of Christmas songs that you're going to cut, you know, some of them are new and some of them you did pick the traditional ones. How did you guys decide which songs you were going to actually record? Oh, it was a process. Was we love us some Christmas music. Yeah. We basically just recorded like... I guess our four favorite classics and then knowing we'll probably add to this project next year or the year following. So it kind of gave us peace of mind. Um, But we did get to put two originals on it, which was pretty fun because but it's weird recording a Christmas song versus a country song. It's very different. It is different. There's pressure. I don't know. It can go hokey really easy. Mm -hmm. And like if it's. Country, if it's too country and Christmas, it's like it can go in that like hokey cheesy land. So we kind of had to like ride that line of not getting too cheese ball. Yeah. I'm going to play this Christmas. This is track one on their EP that's called We Need Christmas. Here you go. This Christmas, firesides blazing That's a good one. Oh my gosh! Wait till in there. It's a little funky. Oh, wait till you hear that bridge. Tay wrote the whole bridge. It's like you know that you know how they wrote a new bridge to this song. Oh yeah, I know. I wonder if they can. I don't know if you can fast forward to it, but it's semi in the original. um, But Chris Brown actually was the inspo. He had like (laughs) a funky, shaky hand part, and so I was like, I'm gonna run with that, and I wanted it to be 
us. Yeah, so it's so it's fun. fun. We basically like do that shake a hand, shake a hand, shake a hand. But Ooh. Tay made it like a whole part. Oh, it just kills me every time it's, I hear it. It's so fun. One of the songs you guys wrote, this is Merry, Merry to Christmas. Yes. So before I play it, you're in a room writing a Christmas song. And who says, why don't we do Merry Married? Like, what, where'd that come from? We wrote it with Tay's husband. husband. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I have this title called Merry Married Christmas because I thought it'd be appropriate since, but like, it's me and Jonah already had our first married Christmas because our wedding was right before, but this, this is, is y'all's our, first married our Christmas. Our first married Christmas. And yeah. so it's basically just a song about like starting a tradition and being married for the first time. Here you go. That's Here's sweet. Merry Married Christmas. Baby, I don't need a present. There it is. New Christmas EP is out now. We Need Christmas came out Friday. It's good, too, that you can now add songs in streaming, make deluxe that much easier, because every year you can just add new Christmas songs. Oh, totally. That's yeah. kind of our goal, because we love Christmas. We are Christmas freakos. I'm already listening to Christmas music right now, <laughs> just because it makes my heart happy, you know? <laughs> and here we are. It's not even November yet. I know. I, know. Mm-hmm. I have problems. Y'all do the <laughs> Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh my gosh. I we put that on the vision board. We actually like had this meeting with Hallmark just to like kind of so they could kind of hear our stuff. So maybe one day we're going to have a song yeah. in a Hallmark movie. I feel like the cheesier the movie, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's got to sure. be the where you call the whole thing. It's the yeah. best ones. Kaylin just hit me up last night. She goes, you know, we have to watch a Christmas movie Hallmark a week, one a week. And I was like, what do you mean we? You got a mouse in your pocket? Yeah. How do you feel? You're going to have to do it. My husband has to do it. Like, he complains and, oh, he's so frustrated with it. But he does it anyway because he loves guessing the end. But the and mystery. you can always guess the end. That, yeah. It's like they fall in love. It's a quaint little town. And, like, the girl's like, oh, stop it. I don't like and Christmas. Like, and he shows her the true love you. Yeah. And they kiss. And the whole yeah, thing. yeah. The schedule's out, by the way. So it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be so Get ready, good. Bobby. What was more exciting for you guys? The proposal? Or the wedding? Well, I ruined our um, proposal, so I would say wedding. I would me. say wedding. The, pro- the proposal was exciting, but doing the dang thing was the best part. Yeah. Ours weren't as elaborate as your proposal. Well, my husband had yeah, a whole plan, so and I just totally jacked it up. Like, it was just, I felt so bad, but ended up working out perfectly. What was his, what was his plan? Well, we were going to Cabo and he was going to propose, like, on the beach. And I think I told y'all about my weird dream thing. Last time. So I have these <laughs> dreams that sometimes like actually happen. It's very creepy. Um, but so I had this really vivid dream that we were on a beach and he proposed and lost the ring in the sand. And so I was like, babe, I, w- I had this dream. Little did I know. I mean, this was like a couple of days before leaving for the trip. And I'm like, I had this dream. And he's like, just got really weird. And so fast forward, he was totally going to do that. And then my dream freaked him out. So he ended up just proposing at our house the night before we left. (laughs) And then the place that he was going to propose at, there was a propane tank that exploded during the dinner. And so it would have been weird if he, yeah, it was this thing called the font curse. That's another time. That (laughs) is another time. We're Christmas all day right now. Yeah. Uh, The new Christmas EP is out. We need Christmas. Maddie and Tay, I hope you guys check it out. Uh, Why don't we play as we we lead them out of here? Let's do We Need Christmas, Raymundo. There they are. Clap for Maddie and Tay. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan 
number two's 30-second skinny. Congratulations to Jameson Rogers. He just scored his first number one song with some girls. Here's him talking about how grateful he is. Just counting blessings, honestly, because I've been up here 10 years and I have a lot of artist buddies that may may not have been as lucky as me to have their debut single go this far. And so I know I know how difficult it is and, and how, uh, how rare. Brett Eldridge and Kelly Clarkson have a Christmas song coming out this Wednesday. The song is called Under the Mistletoe. Justin Moore talks about how his family celebrates Halloween. You know, where we're from, it's not the typical Halloween that most kids, I guess, have anyway. We drive them around because we don't live in a neighborhood. We drive them to the people who we know, like my aunts and uncles and my parents and, you know, our family, (laughs) our pastor. And uh, usually we have like a church hayride. So I'm sure it probably won't change much for us. We're kind of in our own little bubble, in a sense, in our town and really the surrounding communities. So I I have a hard time believing Halloween for us will change that much. But I feel for those out there who it will, especially the kiddos. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A woman who never got the chance to graduate with her high school has been given her diploma at age 93. How amazing is that? Eileen Delaney would have been a member of Port Richmond High School class of 1945, but her stepmother made her quit during her senior year so she could get a job and start paying rent. Wow. Wow. Times are different. Yeah, big time. Eileen went on to marry, have six kids, and her daughter said she never really dwelled on it, but she really wanted it. So their 75th graduation anniversary came, and they worked out a deal. She did a little schoolwork, and they were able to give her her diploma at age 93. Oh, man, that's such a cool story. Isn't that a fantastic story? Love Love it. Makes me feel good. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Cleveland, Ohio. A man showed up at McDonald's 1.30 in the morning and the door was locked. And he was like, man, why is the door locked? Someone must have just, you know, locked it. So he broke in and he goes to the counter and he waits and he waits. No one's there. And he left. <laughs> police police were responding to the alarm when he was walking out. And he said, look, guys, I was, I'm so confused. I just wanted nuggets and no one was there to take my order. Alcohol was involved. Uh, I wouldn't think so. There you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. It's now time for a segment we call I'm Marching Zone. I'm Marching Zone. This segment was inspired by Eddie in a recent event in his life. It's tough, man. I'm not even going to say I'm getting old on this one. I'm just old now. This is something that old people do, and I'm part of it. I can't get through a night's sleep without getting up to pee. <laughs> this has never happened in my life, ever. And I'm going on two weeks now doing this every night. I wake up about three in the morning to go pee. I find when I dehydrate myself, I sleep through the night. But when I drink a lot of water, or the, the normal amount of water, I have to get up and pee every night, too. But, Bones, know? I'm even purposely not drinking starting at 8 o'clock. Like, no water. I'm going to sleep all night. And then, sure enough, I wake up. I got to pee. But, Eddie, can I offer you just some encouragement? Like, yes. you know, you'll know you're old when you have to pee and you don't wake up. Oh, and I pee in the bed? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, wow. all right. That's time has next- marched on. <laughs> time but is that- that- done. <laughs> <laughs> that, will ha- that time will come. Okay, there you go. Time marches on. Time 
I'm just going to bring up a nagging calf injury. I, I've had it for a month. Mm. I did nothing for two weeks. It wouldn't go away. And now I'm really focusing on the left side more than the right because my right's my injured one. And now my left side hurts because I'm over. So I just it just <laughs> won't heal. I'm going to have to go to the calf doctor. Hey, the body does take a lot of time to recover more when you get so older. More so than ever. Yeah. yeah. So that's mine. Time marches on. Mm. Time marches on. Amy, you? So I only the only glasses I wear are my blue light blocking glasses, but I had had a twitch a couple of weeks ago and I was having to wear them all the time because I couldn't stare at my computer. And then the other day, something started to look blurry and I had to go get my husband's readers. Mm. The ones, you no. know, that you just buy at like Walgreens. Walgreens, yeah. yes. And I put them on, but I think it's still related to just like, Stress. I age. don't. No age. <laughs> no, we'll see. I'm marching on. I'm marching on. Lunchbox. Oh uh, yeah, my wife and I were watching TV on the couch the other night, and I'm sitting there, sitting up position. And next thing I know, she's waking me up. You ready to go to bed? Fell asleep sitting up. Nice. <laughs> Grandpa. Oh, that's awful. Were you watching Matlock? <laughs> no, we were watching uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Matlock is so good. Okay, here, Matt- time marches on. Yeah, hit it, hit it. Hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Yeah. Another one, Amy. So good. <laughs> you catch that Mur- after Murder, she wrote? Yes, like, I was Double like, feature. Yeah. Let's get some of that action. <laughs> hey, I was watching football the other day, and they showed, like, coming up on 60 Minutes, and they showed a story I was interested in. I DVR'd it. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the Dr. Fauci stuff? <laughs> no, I don't even remember what it was, but I just know I hit DVR so I can watch it later. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, it hurts to go to Morgan number two because he's 27. You know, we're all 39, 40. Morgan's 27. Do you have one, Morgan? I do, but I, I don't know if you guys consider it time marching on. Go ahead. So I, I went to the dentist the other day. I've had one cavity my entire life. Been really good about taking care of my teeth. And I had two cavities, almost a root canal, and... Um, three other teeth that they're now watching. So I basically have five cavities in my teeth. Why, you, why is that an older thing? That's just bad. Because it sounds like you, irresponsible. Yeah. No, <laughs> because as you get older, like things change in your teeth and your mouth, and that's what happens. Because I floss, I use mouthwash, I brush my teeth, everything that you could possibly do. And they're like, yeah, you're just, you're getting older. You know what? What the crap? Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> why not? An interesting question, though, that I've wondered is, are those... Pick floss things. Is that worthy of being floss? What are you no, talking are you about? Taking string down the middle because the pick has both ends. No, no, the, no, pick. the pick with the floss. Yeah. Thing on. yeah. Does that yeah. count as flossing your teeth? Yes. Damn, yeah. Right, it is it made this with this? Because sometimes I feel like maybe it's not as strong. So because I do the pick thing every night, and then I'll floss like every three nights now instead of every night because I feel like the pick thing. Counts. Bones. It's the same okay. thing. As long Didn't as know. it's going in and out. Nice. <laughs> There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Drunk Brian. Oh, wait, drunk Brian. <laughs> <laughs> on with us right now, and she'll be performing tonight on Dancing with the Stars, is Coach Monica from Cheer on Netflix, who is now in the top 10. Here she is, Coach Monica. Hey, Monica, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guess, holding up physically? Um, you know, my, my back has been hurting since the first week. Uh, so, you know, I mean... Just take a lot of Advil, Tylenol, pushing through. It's hard to, when you have a nagging injury, especially on this show, to, to fully recuperate because there's no time. Because as soon as the week's over, you're starting on the next one with no days off. Absolutely. And you didn't warn me about this. Um, 
how hard this was. <laughs> and you have an extensive dance background, and which is why I picked you from the beginning. And I tell I love AJ and you. Are you finding that even though it it's not the same kind of dance background, is your was your body at all prepared for this? I actually have zero dance experience. Wait, that's not um, dance. What you do? Sure, is- <laughs> she. Ha- you have <laughs> rhythm. No, ex- I don't know that. I thought that was dance. Counting experience. No. Oh. No, no, it's it's cheerleading, which is more um, building stunts, tumbling, and stuff like that. So we don't really do much dance. We we do have a little bit of dance in our routine, but no, I don't have a dance background at all. I've never taken dance, so all of this was very new to me. Um, yeah, but I, and my body was definitely not prepared because I didn't really know uh, that I was going to do the show until a few weeks before, so I didn't really have time to... You know, get in shape. <laughs> uh, tonight's Villains Night. Her and Val will be dancing a jazz to Fever. And so jazz is fun because you kind of can do what you want, right? Is that how you describe this one? That is what I have been told, yes. So that's, um, you know, it's, it's hard for me to ever know, you know, how the judges are going to judge any particular dance. Um so hopefully, hopefully it'll be good. <laughs> you know by now they watch your dress rehearsal and your rehearsal and then do judging on that too, right? Have you, have you guys got that far where they're, you're learning the inside tricks there? No. And then, see, I need to know all this information. Well, I told so you. actually get to see? At any time you can reach out because what they do, I hope this is not a secret I'm spoiling for everyone, but they watch the videos of your rehearsal, no dress on Monday, and they watch your dress because they can't see sitting at that table every single thing on the floor. So they watch it and make notes. Sometimes I'd get penalized for crap I didn't even do on the show. And I would be like, what? (laughs) And then it would turns out they were watching tape of before. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not to to freak you out or get you nervous about those (laughs) dances, but yeah, they're watching that. Do you think you can win this thing, Monica? You know, I, I do. I, uh, I I was kind of surprised at how intimidated I was when I got here because, you know, I have tons of confidence in everything I do. But when I got here and saw how wonderful everybody was, and I, I think that my biggest thing is I like to know everything that's going on. And I felt so um, out of, you know, in the dark. I didn't know the process. I didn't know anything. And I obviously had no dance experience, but I feel like right now I'm kind of hitting my stride and I've gotten a lot of confidence. So, yeah. Are we going to have a season two for cheer? Are we talking about that yet? <laughs> um, you know, um, we'll have, we'll have to see what happens. Sounds like someone who's negotiating right now. Like I've heard a lot of people talk about a lot of things, and that's how I talk about stuff too. I'm like, we'll just see what happens. Well, listen, I'm extremely excited for you. I think you have a chance to win it. I, I, you know, pick you to win, and you know, I've I've told our listeners to vote. And tonight, you can text the word Monica. The number is two one five two three, and you can vote up to ten times. You can spend all ten of those votes on Monica. If you can go nine Monica, one AJ, that's about as much as you need to go away from. Monica, but still, <laughs> uh, who on that show that's on this season? Because there is a real camaraderie among amongst folks. Who who is like your best dancing friend on the show? Um, Jeannie Mai, she's awesome. We we're we're pretty close. The weird thing too is you get put in the bottom too, because on that weird call out where you go back, you're safe, and they call you back out, and then the next week you have the number one score. Like talk about polar opposite feelings. <laughs> I mean, it's a strange process, you know, and, and that, that bizarre night, 
nobody it happened so quickly nobody even came up to us before tyra called our name so we were walking behind stage to go back to our little spot and she called our name and we were just looking at each other like what is going on it was crazy well good luck tonight stay healthy um I hope you stay in the competition, and we're rooting for you here. So there she is, Coach Monica from Cheer. We'll wait on that season two announcement. Hopefully soon we'll get that. And all right, so you're still going back and still going to coach for another national championship after this is over, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I'm keeping in touch with the team and getting videos every day. So they're doing great. Oh, are you critiquing from the road? From the road, absolutely. That's what Nick Saban oh, wow. did. When Nick Saban got COVID, or they thought he had COVID, he got on Zoom and watched practice and was mm-hmm. like yelling at him through Zoom. All right. Are you being harsh toward the girl, harsh or loving both toward the girls on Zoom? Or are you just giving like feedback for your folks to give? And guys. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's uh, definitely positive because um, I, I, I really miss them a lot. And uh, more so just watching the video that I've been sent by my assistant coaches and, and relaying information back to them. But the team is looking great. They're in good hands. So, yeah, I'm excited to get back and see them. Okay, Coach Monica, it. It's it's going to get real tough physically now, so get massages even if you don't need them. Drink a ton of water, and good luck. I'm rooting for you. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right, there she is, Coach Monica. <laughs> Bye, Monica. Bye. You know, I didn't know as Monica is, is hanging up, I didn't know she had no dance experience. I just thought chilling was dance. Didn't yeah. you guys? Yeah, I would yeah, think yeah, you have some thing. sort of, yeah, yeah. Dan- yeah, yeah. Because they do break down into little routines, but I guess it's really not that. And... When I said the girls, I don't remember any guys on that show. Oh, you don't? Mm-mm. Why? <laughs> they're like, there's like. I guess tons I do now that you say that, but the main characters I remember aren't dudes. Oh, that one dude who got busted for. Yeah. And I don't want to bring that up Wait, with her because. Sure no, it wasn't hard. the place. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. We got but, busted for child porn. I was like, that's not. I'm not having her on to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do remember him now. Mm-hmm. He's still in jail. They wouldn't let him out of jail. And the other guy was a good football player. What was his name? He was a good football player? Yeah, he was a good football well, player. Legarius or what's Legarius, yeah, he's a good football player. Was he? Really? Well, if you guys I haven't seen remember. Cheer, it's a really fantastic documentary on Netflix. I don't remember if he played football. Yeah, it's been so long since I've, I've seen Cheer. Or, not Darius. Ladarius. Ladarius. I can't yeah. remember their All right, there we go. That's enough. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. So get ready for people to start panic buying mouthwash and baby shampoo because a new study has found that they might prevent the spread of coronavirus. Researchers say that nasal and oral rinses like mouthwash can deactivate coronavirus. I think it's like 1% or something, but you know people are going to go start buying it. I will say that when I was taking my tests, I would rinse with mouthwash, just hoping maybe that I would kill some residue, and it never worked. So I will say that. It said they found that these products <laughs> shut down virus particles in less than two minutes. And if you give someone an inch going, it could possibly, you know they're screaming, it can do it! Right? Yeah. Oh. Until they're told it can't. Another thing to add to this is the neti pot stuff, because I guess people are thinking that... If it's yeah, going test. up their nose, they just put the neti pot up there and they'll should be good to go. Do a neti pot with mouthwash. Oh, oh, that would that's be terrible. so painful. Oh, gosh. All right, what else? So just a warning for parents who let their kids use their phone, maybe play with it to distract them while they're getting ready. Because, I mean, I get it. If you've got kids and you're trying to get ready, you're just like, here, take my phone. I've got to get dressed. Well, this one mom was doing her hair, getting ready, but she was naked and had no clothes on. And her two-year-old was playing with the phone 
took a picture of her naked, and then posted it on Snapchat. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. But I saw this post like where this oh. came on, and a lot of people said, yeah, I hear you. It happened to me, too. Like, what? Yeah. How is this happening to a lot of people? Yeah. Wow. I mean, mm-hmm. That's that emoji where the head's blown off? Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, so in in her case, uh, a former client of hers and a guy friend from college, they were among the people that saw the Snapchat Ugh. before it was deleted. Mm. Oh, so this mom was a little mortified. Yeah, what else? Mm-hmm. I've got the top five Alan Jackson songs. Just Number this one, but by what though? Because sometimes you get me and I get all, all, all in a huff. This is from the boot. So they just picked they, their top five? They put it together. They're a little snooty sometimes. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to go with the common man's top five Alan Come Jackson on. songs. Okay, let's start with five. Well, I'm just going to pick my favorite. Gotcha. Obviously, Chattahoochee has to be on there. It's the biggest. Has to be one. If they don't pick Chattahoochee, they're too snooty. In the top five? No Chattahoochee, they're too snooty. Love it. What? What is it? Chattahoochee made an honorable mention. What? Bull crap. That's the dumbest. Okay. Also... Don't Rock the Jukebox must be in the top five. Honorable mention. You are out out of your mind. Okay. Where were you when the world stopped turning? (laughs) Where were you when the world stopped turning? Number one. Number one. You know, you kind of got to pick that one because it's about 9-11. I want to put it at number one, but you have to put that on the list. My favorite Alan Jackson song is Mercury Blues. Love it. No. Not, not even mentioned. Well, if I have money, I tell you what I do. I go downtown by a Mercury or two. I'm crazy about a Mercury. Everybody down. I'm crazy about a Mercury. One more time. I'm going to buy me a Mercury and cruise it up and down the road. That was not, not on, on the list. Nope. Hmm. Um, What's the cornbread and chicken one? Where I come from. Come on. has to be on the list. Is that what it's called? Is this the same Alan Jackson or just some guy in the phone book to just match names? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not on here. <laughs> okay, walk me through their list. Okay, and at number five, Little Bitty. Not a top five. <laughs> to be Little Bitty. A little bitty. We're like, <laughs> we're like no, that song sucks. It's okay. <laughs> it is a good song, but it's not yeah. top five. Okay, number four, Here in the Real World. What? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Here in the real Not top five. World. Oh, it's good, though. It's a club banger, but not top five. <laughs> Okay, what else? Number three is Gone Country. Gone Country. Look at them boots. You roll your eyes and you love it. I'm like, there's no, look at them boots. Gone Country. You know, okay, maybe in the top five, the last ones. Here we go. Yes. Yes. All right, give me another one. Number two is Remember When. Remember When. That's a good one. I should have thought about this one. Old ones died, new born. Life was That's a great song. And then number yes. one is Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning? Yep. Mm. Okay, play that one again a little bit, Ray, just so we can hear it Where again. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Were you in the yard with your wife and children? You know, it's five o'clock somewhere didn't get mentioned. It's five o'clock uh, somewhere. With Buffett? Yeah, and that was a massive, like, multi-multi-week yeah. number one. Hmm. She's got the rhythm and I got the blues. Jam. That's a jam. Yeah. Do you know that song? What about Drive? Yeah, that's a good one too. Mm-hmm. It was just an old plywood boat. Seventy-five jobs. That should be on top five. Electric show. Itty bitty, stop it with that. They're just being controversial. 
Okay, I just thought that'd be fun. Hey, sing it out if you want. <laughs> I'm just, I'm practicing my harmonies. Are you? Let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Amy, that's my pile. <laughs> yes, you have it up. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's this nine-year-old, really sweet girl from Tallahassee, Florida, and she wanted to use her spare time when she had COVID-19 to volunteer to come up with a project that makes care packages for soldiers. So while she was stuck at home, she didn't just sleep and watch Netflix. No, she spent like all this time collecting and organizing supplies and put together 220 care packages that were sent to the 146th Signal Battalion, the National Guard in Florida. That's awesome. Good for her. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. So thankful you guys will hang out with us. We love being your friends, so, so thanks a lot. We love getting your voicemails, too. Here's one from last night. Um, I've been meaning to call and to say thank you. I'm calling from Southwest Louisiana where our area was completely devastated by Hurricane Mora and then Hurricane Delta not long after that. And we're all still just kind of picking up the pieces. But your show is just um, something that's there every day. It's something that's normal and consistent in a world where our lives are so far from normal. So I just wanted to say thank you and keep up the great work and I hope you'll have a great day. Uh, Thank you very much. That is very kind of you to leave that voicemail. Over on the phones is Megan in Santa Barbara, California. Hey, Megan, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. Hey, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you for calling. What's going on with you? So I just had a question for you. I was hearing yesterday's podcast about you talking about Stanley's new book, well, your book, and I'm a teacher in elementary school, and a lot of the times when we read a story, we do it with like a puppet or a stuffed animal to go with it. And I was just wondering if you thought you might do one with Stanley. If you missed the announcement from days ago, I have a a, a kid's book that will be coming out. Not in the next few months. It's going to take a little bit, but you announce kid's books way early, apparently. But it's called Stanley the Dog in his first day of school. And so it's all about how you don't have to fit in. You have to look like everybody else. You have to be like everybody else to find your place. And so, um, yeah, there has been talks of stuffed animals, cartoons. Cool. Oh, the stuffed animal part is genius you need to do that because how cute to like have the kid holding little stanley while he reads about or she reads about little stanley well and i'm going to reveal this too his owner in the book is a kid named big head bobby that looks exactly like me (laughs) it's you yeah (laughs) so uh yeah i appreciate that i'm very excited about this we're going to do a lot of good with dog charities too with this so uh, and he has an instagram account now which is mr dot stanley bones i follow now Thank you. And not only that, he has more followers than Mike D. Oh. Oh. oh ouch. He passed Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Sorry oh. Mike D. Mike, how many do you have? I have 49. Well, Stanley has about 60,000 now. <laughs> but I'm going to do a lot of dog giveaways and dog food giveaways. And uh, yeah, Mr. Dot Stanley Bones. Hey, Megan, thank you for calling and thank you for listening to the show. We really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for all you guys do. All right. See you later. Let's go over to Amy and get the morning corny. Here we go. The morning corny. What do you call a cleaning skeleton? What do you call a cleaning skeleton? The grim sweeper. (laughs) That was the morning corny. What do you call a dead custodian? The grim sweeper. It works. Oh, there we go. Yeah. (laughs) You think that's better? That's probably better. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's fine. We can redo it. No, 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 no. We just did it. Well, people can reward it when they tell no, it. No, I'm just no we'll put up a poll, which was better. No, no, no. no. no, no, no. Yeah, I'm just that's asking. better. It's, uh, sometimes I rework them. Yeah, I'm just asking if you think that's better. Which one? Yeah. What do you call a dead custodian? The grooms. Yeah, that one's way better. Judges? It's, yeah. Yeah, I like the custodian. It yeah. just fits better. Amy, for your confidence, I'm going to say yours is better. Oh, nice. Morgan, final vote. I'm going with Amy's. Oh, oh really? Boo. Oh, thanks, guys. Boo. Okay. I mean, well, now people have choices I when they suck. go retell it. No, it's okay. I suck. <laughs> oh, Bobby, I'll change my ears. I got a question from a listener, and let's do world-class advice guy. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. So the listener said, I've heard this debate for years. Is it okay when you go to a fancy steakhouse to ask for A1? And it's a great question. The answer is absolutely yes. Hmm. If you're going to a place and you're paying money for a meal and you're not asking them to cook it away that they don't know how to cook, and you're just, of course, I love A1. A lot of people say I'm white trash because I love it on everything. I'll do A1 on a steak, obviously. A hamburger. I can put A1 in macaroni and cheese. Really? Love A1. Don't feel bad about liking it. Don't let the fake news control you. That means nothing. I just say that sometimes. <laughs> uh, Amy, A1? Yeah, it's fine. You go to a fancy place? I I ask for ketchup. Mm. Ooh, what's more white trash? Asking for ketchup or A1 at a fancy place? Ketchup. Ketchup. I agree. You know what? Sometimes they look at me and say, oh, I'm going to go have to see if we even have that. And then forever later, they come back out and it's in a little cup thing like they had to go get it from next door or something <laughs> and like have they it, not like, just bring the bottle out no 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 they have to put it in a cute little jar or little little saucer thing for you to dip into oh it yeah says mcdonald's on yeah, it yeah. <laughs> a1 eddie uh steakhouse? no 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 because if, if the steak is perfectly done you don't need a1 i sauce. don't agree i think the most perfect steak is even made better with a1 uh, yeah i mean sure it's your preference but i mean if you have a perfect steak you don't need anything else but that but if you like a1 <laughs> it's even more perfect that's true <laughs> but i say no, no on the a1 no. look guys you can't if you're gonna go to a classy joint, that doesn't mean you leave your roots outside. You bring who you are into that restaurant. Ask for A1 if you want A1. No big deal. But if you're on a date, you're gonna look like a fool. That's okay. At least she knows what she's getting into. Exactly. That's the whole point. Let's bring on Kay, who is in New York. Kay, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. I'm excited you're on because Kay is gonna play Lunchbox <sighs> in Lunchbox versus the ladies. Lunchbox has I claimed. Know. Then no woman can beat him in NFL trivia. So far, he has four wins, zero losses. We put him head-to-head against a female caller. They answer the same seven trivia questions. We see who can get the most right. Kay, tell me a little something interesting about you. Well, I just moved to New York uh, from Georgia last week, or last year, excuse me. And how's that going for you? Pretty good, actually. Who's your favorite NFL team? Washington. The Washington football team? Nice. They're yes. Redskins. No, no, they're not the Redskins. I know they said. changed to something else. The Washington football team. Oh, they don't have a... <laughs> no, okay. well, that's their team that's name. It. That's their name. I actually like it. It's different. Yeah. yeah. Feels very 1920s. <laughs> yes, like the league just started. <laughs> I wish they play on leather helmets. It'd be so cool. I know. Okay, so you're going to battle Lunchbox. Have you heard this segment before and thought to yourself, what an idiot. Yes. <laughs> and you think, wait, wait, you think I'm an idiot? I of win every time. Thinks- <laughs> oh, dang. She's talking but trash. But you're so conceited about it. 
I mean, isn't every champion? You think Tom Brady's humble? Get yes. out of here. No. no he's really yeah, not. Right. He's not. <laughs> no. Oh, that's a bummer. So <laughs> you're the Tom Brady of beating women in NFL trivia. Yes. Like, I'm not going to walk around here all that, like, huh? oh, you know, like, I mean, it's just a pleasure to be here. No. <laughs> when you win, you're like shouting from the rooftops. What up? So you're the greatest of all time <laughs> at being a guy and challenging only women at NFL trivia. Yes. Okay. All right. What I'm going to do is have Lunchbox leave the room. He'll go into the isolation booth. I'll ask you these questions, Kay, then we'll see how you do, then we'll see how he does with the same questions. All right, I'm all right. nervous now. Time for Lunchbox. Oh, see, I'm nervous. Hey, it's okay. You're nervous because it's important. Yeah, That's right. Don't choke right. on that Long Island Coney. What? <laughs> That's his trash talk. Don't yeah. worry. Coney dogs from Long Island. No, we got you. Yeah, buddy. Lunchbox is walking out of the room. <laughs> hey, Kay, by the way, if it hasn't been said yet, we are openly and honestly rooting for you. Yes, we are. <laughs> are you ready, you. Kay? Yes, I'm ready. Come on, Kay. Question number one. On, what Kay. two... Amy's crossing her fingers and holding them up right now. What two NFL teams always host games on Thanksgiving Day? Oh, What two Detroit? NFL teams... Detroit, correct? Think. And... I want to say the Cowboys. Correct. Oh, All right, go, 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 <laughs> the Legion of Boom was a nickname given to which defensive backfield in the 2010s? The Legion of Boom. Seahawks. The Seahawks Boom. is correct. Oh, Seattle Seahawks. Do do baby. Love it. Hey Kay, let's go back in history a little bit. What Uh-oh. city were the Colts originally from? Baltimore. Yeah! Three, four, three, three, four, three, three, four, three, three, okay. four, three. Okay, okay, okay. What? Three for three. three. Oh, got- I thought that was like the, the area no, no. code for no, this. No. <laughs> hey, Kay, in the NFL draft, what's the name given to the player who is the very last pick during Mr. the draft? Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant is wow. correct. She's good. I love it. Hey, Kay, what city and state is the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Canton, Ohio. Canton, Ohio wow. is right. Wow. wow. She is five for five. Come on, Kay. Woo! This is amazing. We've never had a, someone that's just nailed it like this. Okay, what NFL team only has their logo on one side of their helmet? Oh. Come on, Kay, you got it. Um, logo on one side of the helmet. Oh, dear. You got this. You got five seconds, Kay. Um... Answer now? Uh, Raiders? Incorrect. <laughs> Do you know it, Eddie? Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Uh, That's okay. Well, is that like really, really well known? It's pretty no, well known. Maybe. Like Lunchbox will know it. Maybe. Yeah, he'll know it. Probably. Okay, who holds the career record for most touchdown catches by a tight end? Gronk. Incorrect. Oh. This is a tough one. This is Antonio Gates. Oh, yep. I was. I just thought about it. Okay. Lunchbox may not get that. He may not. No. No, he probably will. <laughs> Come on, Kay. She went five for seven. We got to give her out of applause. Right. That was good. Strong effort. Uh, are, you, man. are you disappointed in yourself? I am. Okay, he's coming back I in. I am. I am. We want to stop talking, okay. and we don't want to give him any indication of how. Clap it up, champ! Clap it up! Clap it up! Clap it up! There he is, coming back in the room. It's our guy, Lunchbox. Lunchbox, let us say, when Kay started to answer questions, 
the room perked up. Okay, because you thought she had a chance to win, then she probably stunk just like all the other women have. Okay, all the women haven't stunk. Are you ready for question number one? Yeah. Which two NFL teams always host games on Thanksgiving Day? Oh, it's the Sadly Little Lions and the Miserable Cowboys. That is correct. <laughs> Funny. I mean, two of the worst teams in the NFL. It's awesome. Every the, year. The Legion of Boom was a nickname given to which defensive backfield that rose to prominence in the 2010s? Oh, come on, guys. Earl Thomas and company. Let's go, Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks is correct. What city were the Colts originally from? Oh, this is very sad. Baltimore. Correct. <laughs> How they moved them out. Yeah, and then that's why Baltimore got a little new team and all that, you know. It's sad. Lunchbox, what's the name given to the player who is the very last pick in the NFL draft? Oh, uh, what everybody calls Eddie, Mr. Irrelevant. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> now trash talking to other people. Dang, dude, I'm not even playing the game. <laughs> Lunchbox. Which NFL team has their logo on only one side of their helmet? Only on one side of their helmet? Ooh. I'm looking at someone's helmet. Whose is it? Well, that's what I'm trying to think of, Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> um, Steelers. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Ah! Dang. What, what do you mean, dang? She, mi- she missed that one. She she nailed them all until that one. Oh, okay. she was strong. She nailed okay. them, and even then, she was like, "Dang it!" Okay, what city and state is the Pro Football Hall of Fame located? Uh, that's where I'm probably gonna end up one day, Canton, Ohio. You can live no there. Makes no sense, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. In the Hall of Fame. Go okay. Work at a Canton radio station. Uh... <laughs> Finally, question number seven: Who holds the career record for most touchdown catches? By a tight end. Ah, it's easy. My boy, Tony Gonzalez. Incorrect. The answer what? The answer is Antonio Gates. Not only is oh, Gates the all-time leader in touchdown catches, 116 by a tight end, he is sixth on the career list of all players. Man. Lunchbox went six for seven. Dang it. I tell you, Kay missed the Pittsburgh Steelers question. But when it came to the Antonio Gates question, she also missed it. Yeah! <laughs> she she went... She went five for seven. That was a close one, Lunch. Kay, how do you feel? You did pretty good. Oh, man. Yeah, you disappointed in yourself? (laughs) Yeah, I knew the Antonio Gates one, and I just... Yeah, you just got nervous, huh? The pressure got to you. I mean, I understand. It's cool. You're just another one on the list. (laughs) Another one on the list. (laughs) Kay, thank you for playing. I'm sorry you didn't win. Strong performance. So let's give it up for Kay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. That makes Lunchbox one, two, three, four, five, and oh. <laughs> Only Lunchbox and Morgan clap for him. <laughs> Even Mr. Relevant won't clap for you. I'm not no, no. No. All right. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Sarah Beth Tate. Sarah Beth, it's nice to meet you. So nice to meet you. So what happened was I was on TikTok the other night, and I guess because I listen to country music, I get the country music uh, hashtags if they come through my, my TikTok feed, my For You page. And I saw yours, and this is what your TikTok said. It's you driving in your car. You're playing your song overhead. Mm-hmm. And you said, I've been writing songs in Nashville for six years. So let's start there. You moved to town six years ago? I moved to town six years ago. From where? Um, from Fort Collins, Colorado. With what in mind? Like, what were the big star goals for you? Um, record deal, 
you know, kind of, kind of the same short term goals as everybody, but really I just wanted to sing country music. And, um, I've, I actually signed my first publishing deal almost nine years ago now. Um, so I, I started coming out here when I was 14 and then I finally got the chance to move out when I was 17. And that's, that's when I kind of officially started all of this and, um, just been singing and writing ever since. So so you move out here from, from Fort Collins. Were you the yeah. singing kid at school? <laughs> I mean, are you, Honestly, you... no. Like, this is what's nuts. Like, I, I mean, I kind of, I, I loved country music and I'm, I'm a country music fan. And so I, and I love to sing. I knew that's what I wanted to sing. And I kind of thought, hey, I found out people in Nashville are doing this as a career and they're making money doing this. And um, people write songs and that's what they do as their job. And um, I think, I mean, literally on one of my first trips here, I kind of met my first publisher and started getting to co-write with people. And it just kind of, I mean, I never dreamed it would, it would get to be where it is today. So it's just been, it's been a really fun journey. Then she writes after saying she had been writing songs in town for six years short, I'd I'd never had a record deal or a song on the radio. And then you have now hit a hundred thousand followers on on TikTok or Instagram, which one is it? So yeah, we're actually it's actually like two hundred and fifteen now nice. on TikTok, which is so weird. <laughs> so I wrote, and you can do something called a duet where you put your video up beside theirs, and I said, "Hey, um, well, I happen to have the biggest radio show, and why don't you come up and play?" So when you saw this, did someone call you and go, "Hey, you should look at your TikTok," or did okay. you? Okay, well, it's kind of so I I was doing a vocal in my living room. You know, we're all doing demos in our living rooms because of COVID. And so I had my phone on do not disturb. This is why it took me what 30 minutes to comment back to you. So I had it on do not disturb. I pick it up and I've got all of these text messages. And first of all, all of like your B team peeps are awesome. And they were literally messaging me like, have you seen this yet? Have you seen this yet? And, uh, it was just like a whirl. And then I finally got to TikTok to see your video. And I just, then I had to like gather myself. I literally had to like put my phone down and cry for a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And then I finally was like, okay, now I need to comment back and say something. So it was, it was really, really fun. Well, I'm so happy that you're here. I love to just be able to see, you know, an artist who's trying to make it. I thought your song was good from what I could hear there. Thank you. And so I invite her to come play. And so she'll not only get to, hear a song on the radio she can also come play on the radio this will all be online this will be a good to be good for all of us this is yeah well this is really good for me so <laughs> thank you so much for for having me and just i mean literally for making my year this is uh, this is very fun in the middle of well, the bar was set pretty low anyway <laughs> yeah the year's been kind of soggy so we don't have to do a lot to make it better but i'm glad we could um okay in studio right now sarah beth tate who um, I just saw on TikTok randomly scrolling, and now she is here. And you're going to play what song for us? I'm going to play Long Way. And this um, is the song that was playing over your TikTok. Yes. Uh, we put this song out three and a half weeks ago, and we're um, at about 1.5 million streams. And it was it was number one on iTunes the day it came out, all genres, for like two days, which was crazy. I thought it was going to be like maybe two hours when I saw it. I was like freaking out. Um, and it's it's just, there's been a lot of cool things with this song lately. So I'll play it for all my TikTok friends who made all this happen. All right, here we go. This is Sarah Beth Tate. Made it to a whole party last night 
And I think I only brought you up twice Didn't turn around every time Somebody walked through the door Think I finally stopped checking my phone Getting better at sleeping alone So what you wanna hit me up for? It's just a short text The one you just didn't say Baby, can I come over? And it's a short drive From your place to mine You know I wanna hold you Over and over again Like we did back then Yeah, it'd be so easy to do But I've come a long way It'd be a long way Getting back over you Come on, Sarah Beth Tate how do you feel right now? Thank you. Um, I feel incredible right now. This is probably my favorite day in a long time. <laughs> well, didn't you, you just? Did you, are you engaged? Yes. Don't laugh. I forgot my engagement ring today, so we are still engaged. <laughs> I just forgot to put it on. But yes, my fiance is right through the window, looking very happy right now. How long ago did you get engaged? I got engaged in May. Okay. So is this we're better just, than that day? Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> no, say, just say you know, no. I gotta say that it's not quite, but okay. it's close. And yeah, we're just so we're just a little bit ahead of you. It sounds like in the wedding planning process, but it's a fun time. And um, my fiance is a huge fan of the show. He he's been listening even long. I have to say, as longer than I have, and he just loves you all. So this is really cool for us. Sarah Beth Tate on Instagram yeah. and TikTok. Well, it has been uh, fantastic getting to meet you. Big things ahead, and whenever the bigger things happen, we're going to check in and hear all about it, okay? Thanks. And Sounds Huck, good. your guitar player, good to meet you, too. Good to meet you, Huck's too. Huck's awesome. He, he made me sound good today. Oh, so. no, no. That's all you. <laughs> all right, there she is, Sarah Beth Tate. Good, nice job, Sarah. Thank you so there much. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Well, there was a burglary at the San Francisco Zoo, and uh, they started looking around, and they realized they were missing a lemur. So I guess in the burglary, they, they lost a lemur. Well, smash cut, two days later, there is a 10-year-old just kind of hanging out at school, and he's by a, a, ch- a church parking lot, and he sees the lemur <laughs> just like hanging out in the playground, and he calls his mom. He's like, Mom! The lemur they've been looking for, I found it. So they called the cops. They got the lemur. The lemur's back in the zoo. But the lemur, he's 21 years old. The life expectancy wow. for lemurs are 18. So they're glad to have him back. Papa escaped. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the video because they have it on security camera since they were in a parking lot of the school. Yeah. And it shows the kid pointing. And then the mom like, what is it? And they couldn't quite identify. It. And they were like, that's the lemur. Yeah. It's a funny video. <laughs> Dude, lemurs are the coolest animals at the zoo, too. Like, you can just stare at them because their eyes are so big, and they're always on watch for something that's not there. It's so cute. That's what it's all about. Good story. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, call us if you want. 877-77-BOBBY. In about another segment, we will get into the full breakdown of Ray's wedding. We've waited. Raymundo wedding full recap comes up in just a little bit. Let's go over now and get the big news story of the day. Bobby's Big Story. Jerry Jeff Walker, the country music legend and Mr. Bojangles songwriter, dies at 78 years old. You know, when I was reading what the news story said, I'll, I'll do the news story first. 
Legendary country singer-songwriter Jerry Jeff Walker, famous for writing one of the most iconic country folk pop songs ever, has died at 78 years old. Here's a clip of Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles. Jerry had a storied career, but his crowning achievement came when he got inspired after meeting a New Orleans street performer in a drunk tank. The interaction led to the song Mr. Bojangles, which was recorded in 1968, but didn't hit until two years later when the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band recorded it. It became a huge hit. Then, let's see, yeah, Bob Dylan, Helly Bella. Bob Dylan's the version I know the most. Yeah, of course. Mr. Bojangles. Yeah. Uh, Dolly Parton, Nina Simone. So many people. But as much as he is a, a big country music singer-songwriter and was you know, super influential in starting the Texas country, kind of Texas Outlaw series... He was also extremely close to Amy on our show, who's already crying now as I just talk about it. Because I know you were you were exceptionally close to this family. Yeah, and I'm hurting for them right now. So it's um, it wasn't a surprise, so, but I just know, I mean, Django, his son, is. I met him when I was 13 years old, and I think we spent every weekend of high school, if we weren't at my dad's house, we were probably at Django's family's house, and they were just always so awesome, and... I'm sure Eddie, too, like every high school, college concert memory is I fell in love with Texas country because of Jerry Jeff and his concerts and him introducing us to Pat Green and Jack Ingram and all the people. So I I'm just hurting for them because I know it's very hard and he he was going through a lot and it was it was rough. I know there was rough days similar to Django and I would bond over it because similar to some stuff my dad was going through and. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a, it's a loss for sure in the country music world, but also in in Austin, and so many people he was close to there. Yeah. Eddie, man, I mean, I, I know it's cliche to say, but because a lot of people say it when then they lose a, a huge inspiration in their life. But I mean, he was the soundtrack of definitely my high school college years. Yeah, you know, uh, one of my mm. first CDs that I ever bought. You know, Jerry Jeff Walker Greatest Hits. And um, yeah, man, I, I love his music. I got to meet him a couple times. One of the coolest memories I ever had was when I first moved to Austin, I was at a pharmacy soda shop. And it sounds like I'm really old, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was like one of those remade soda shops. And I heard his voice. You know, it's just loud. He had that low voice. Oh, and loud. he was ordering, you know, a, a prescription at the, you know, at the pharmacy right next to the restaurant. I look over and it's him. And I'm like, I just moved to Austin. And I see the one man that I think of when I hear when I hear Austin. It's Jerry Jeff Walker. And it was very cool. And I was very sad to hear the news. And I listened to his music all weekend. Jerry man- married his manager Susan in 1974. <laughs> and she's amazing. <laughs> he is survived by Susan, his daughter Jesse Jane, and his son, and musician Django. Mm-hmm. Who was the name he's wedding? Yeah. yeah he That's was how my, close you were to the family. He was my bridesman <laughs> on my side, yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's always hard. I, I know that people die. I know it has to happen. We've all experienced it. But, and then... It's just you can't the pain that's associated with it with the, those that are left. Like I just, I think you can speak to it too, Bobby. You know exactly when you lose a parent what it feels like. So I think most of my hurt. Sure, there's so many memories attached to Jerry Jeff, and they're an amazing family, and I cherish those times. But I just know what the kids are feeling right now, and Susan, and it's so hard. Jerry Jeff Walker died at 78 years old. Man, all right, that's your big big news. Bobby's Big Story.
Well, on a slightly lighter note, we had a big basketball game yesterday. It was actually it was the <laughs> final one of the year, and so everyone was invited. There were probably just, a lot of people. It was, was a lot. It was right on the border of COVID. <laughs> Worried about uh oh, but it's all people around all the time, uh, except for Matt Stell who came. Who I'm about to play a song here because I think it's at number two or three this week, and he's a little too good to play with us. Yeah, he didn't end up winning. I think he got a little win. He hadn't played in a bit, and this game's a lot of running. Go ahead, ask you one. Uh, ask what? Ask who won. won. Oh, who won? Why did you ask that? It was me, but still. <laughs> but he was by far the, the best basketball player there. Um, he sent me a text last night from coloring a four-year-old basketball coloring book going, I'm trying to get in for the, get in the mood for the next round. <laughs> um, but we played, yeah, it was fun. We, we invited you and your husband. You guys couldn't come last night. It was sad to see. Yeah, no, we're, uh, his parents are still in town, so we were at home with them. How's that going? Great. Yeah, I think they're going to stay this week, too. Really? Yeah. Is that just free babysitting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, but that's not exactly all that they're there for. But it has come in handy, for sure, because we were able to just pop out for Ray's wedding. Yeah. And normally, that would have been a bigger ordeal for us. But right now, yeah, Mama B and Papa B are there, so the kids are like, okay, bye. We're like, sweet. <laughs> I got asked in an interview yesterday what my favorite three songs are on the radio right now. And I'm going to tell you them now. Because I didn't know yesterday. <laughs> I think it just said, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> so I spent time last night. Still Jake Owen, which is made for you, is just the best love song that I've heard in a long time. I just hope radio plays it more and more and more. Because some songs, it's okay to have depth. And it's okay to not have to hit a beats per minute. You know? Mm-hmm. Every song doesn't have to have super tempo and have to be about very surface things. This is a great song. So I hope people keep playing this one. This is Jake Owen, Made For You. Also, I was listening to our iHeart Country Festival this weekend. I was going back and forth between listening and watching, and Sam Hunt's set I was hearing on the radio, it was so good. His last album, which came out in the pandemic, is so good, and I think that we've kind of missed it a bit because we're worried about running for our lives from the corona monster more than being able to pay a lot of attention to these Sam Hunt songs. But he has this song called Young Once. It's on there. We can look back and say we were young ones. We were young once. We were gun ones. Singing in the sun once. Back rolls in the wild on the run once. Cheap thrills doing things in the weird fields. We were young, we were young, we were young ones. Of all the acts that I was able to see or hear, he may have been the best live one. Maybe. I didn't get to see every single one of them, but it was so good. Another cool moment from the festival was Kelsey Ballerini did The Other Girl, but with Avenue Beat, Halsey wasn't able to be there. But they, those three came out and did it, and that was pretty cool, oh, that's too. That's cool. Yeah. But Sam Hunt's on that, and I don't even think that's a single. But I heard it and was like, man, I forgot how good that song was. And then Kaylee Shore who is on the Women of I Heart Country coming up this weekend with Amy. She has a new song that came out called My Voice. Now, the, the crazy thing about her is she had, was in a bluegrass band and a punk band, and she was like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do here because I'm so influenced <laughs> by both of them. Yeah, quite um, different, too. Yeah, so she kind of has a sound that's like that. It's a little bit bluegrass, a little bit electric guitar, but this song is basically about a lot of folks on radio going, hey, we're not going to play you because the sound of your voice, you're female. And so it's 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 a really good song. I'm gonna play it for you now. Her name's Kaylee Shore. Here is my voice. So it is for sucker. 
Chris tricks off for kids Pretending that I liked it But I never did Spoon fed Candy coated Take the F-bombs Out of what you wrote If you want the radio To play ya Make it sweet Like a cherry lifesaver But they'll probably Never play me Cause I'm not a boy And guess what I can't change It's out of my heart Raymundo's wedding was this weekend. It's fantastic. It's nice job, Ram, being able to pull up. Yeah! A safe but fun wedding. Thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, in my dreams, I never thought it was going to go that smoothly, be as easy as it was, and awesome. I mean, so many good conversations, my family, with you guys. I mean, it's the only time in my ever that my grandma is going to be in the same room with you, Garth Brooks, I mean, Trisha Yearwood, and me and my bride, <laughs> ever. <laughs> That's true. So, I mean, special yeah. moments like that only happened in one day, and I'm glad I took it all in. I mean, I, every second I was I was tuned in, and it was awesome. We were all standing outside of the small chapel waiting on Ray's now wife, Bay to come up. And he wasn't going to see her, so when she pulled up, he was going to go inside and just <laughs> let her go by. And so we're all waiting, and 4 o'clock is when weddings to start. It's 4, it's 4.05, it's 4.10, it's 4.20. Eddie goes... What if she doesn't come? <laughs> it was starting to feel like that a little bit. And the whole group of us went, oh. So she got there about 4.30. We went in. It was awesome. Ray goes down. We're all standing up. It was, it was you know, when everything is kind of being shut down, it was, a, it was a small group. But I felt like there was still a lot of fun and love there. I thought it was a, a really well-balanced group. Yeah, I mean, we did want to have the 150, all my family, more people from work. But we had to do the 30, and actually it was a lot easier because you can actually experience everybody. I'm, I've t- talked to people that said, yeah, at my wedding, I didn't even get to say hi to everyone, which kind of sucks. It's your wedding. You want to say what up? Thanks for coming. So we're there. Ray does his vows. They do the whole the whole spiel. And I keep waiting. Is Ray going to cry? Because I have 20 bucks on the line against Amy, against Lunchbox, and against Eddie. And Ray did not cry. Ray, officially, did you cry? I did not cry. I did get, uh, in my head, a little bit emotional. My dad gets up there, reads the scripture, and like for whatever reason, kind of started crying. I'm like, Dad, keep it together. What are you doing? <laughs> so I'll be collecting that cash from you guys sometime soon. Yeah, we just, you got to learn never bet with Bobby. Because oh, if you lost? bet with Bobby. Yeah, you lost. Yeah, Shoot. we bet with Bobby. You know you're going to lose. Why do we do it? I don't know. So that uh, was my favorite moment, Ray not Ray. crying. <laughs> That's your favorite out of everything. Because I made cash, yes. Amy, your favorite moment from Raymundo's wedding? Gosh, I probably when y'all performed the song that he wrote and that was their first dance. Like, this, I, I won from the ceremony would be, uh, I thought that their pastor was great <laughs> and I loved the ragdoll story. I've already told it to two people. <laughs> and then mm. I'm going to tell it on my podcast too. <laughs> and then at the ser- at the reception, for sure, y'all all singing and then Ray and Lauren dancing. It was perfect. So the first dance for Ray and Bay was Eric Dodd with the Raging Idiots. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Singing the song. Look at you shining underneath the Nashville sunset. That Ray wrote. The song that Ray and Eric wrote. Dreaming about all the years we ain't lived yet. So let's celebrate this special day like you taught me to love a birthday. 
live our lives away. Ray, explain the birthday line. Uh, the birthday line, I... As a guy, I don't know. I've just always been kind of too cool for birthdays, and I didn't really, like, always take them in. And I guess, and when she had cancer then, she goes, man, I can't wait for my next birthday. I love birthdays. And I'm like, you know what? Let's celebrate birthdays. That's awesome. We have another birthday. So that's the new thing. I mean, appreciate birthdays. You know, it, it's a blessing to live. And, I mean, we experience that firsthand. Life can come real close in a hurry, and she's just like, man, we got to celebrate every birthday. So I threw in the song. Eddie and I were up there singing the song, and we had had all those little parts we were going to do doubles. And, but we were so nervous about messing it up that right on, we were just like, we're not, we're not trying to make this. We're just going to try to nail it with no extra flavor involved. It was, it, was, it was special to us to be able to do that. And we, we didn't want to mess it up. Eddie, your favorite moment from the wedding? Well, I had one, but I didn't know he was going to mention that Garth and Trisha were there. So yeah. I'm just going to change mine right now. Audible, audible, Garth and Trisha being at the wedding. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> And they're so nice because I don't think Kaylin had met Garth ever. And so Kaylin and I were standing there talking to Garth and Trisha afterward. And I know him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Kaylin was like, yeah, from Oklahoma. And Garth's like, oh, yeah, where? She goes, I'm from Fort Gibson. He's like, heck, I used to swim over there as a kid. My grandma lived over there. And they had this whole talk about Oklahoma and Fort Gibson. And Crazy. They're just, if you didn't know, they were international, extremely successful superstars. They would just be folks that were at the wedding. That's right. And what a great way to talk about somebody. Like, they're amazingly talented and we're huge fans of them. But it's also cool when they're around because they're so nice and you wouldn't think they are at the status they are. So that's that's cool. Lunchbox? Uh, I thought the whole wedding was great, but my favorite part was I was talking to Ray's grandma and his mom at the reception. We were just talking about Ray and they're like, listen. Ray is full of crap. Anything out of his mouth is just, you You don't believe anything. You can never get a straight answer out of Ray. And I didn't, and his mom didn't appreciate the song Ray chose for the first dance with her because she goes, I didn't want sappy. I wanted fun, and he tried to make me cry. You you danced to Garth Brooks' mom? Yeah, I got it. This is just the actual song, but yeah. Hush now, babe. Don't you cry. But I thought it was great. It was perfect. And to me, it meant a lot to dance with my mom to that song, even though she didn't want it because she said she was going to cry. But sorry, Mom, I wanted this song because it's a special song and special moment. It was so sweet while he was dancing with her. Did you see he was patting her back? Yes, the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. You were. It was It was like burping a baby almost. Yes. (laughs) That's what it looked like. Well, she raised me, and then in that moment, it was like I've, you know, like I'm a man now, and I'm like, thank you, Mom, for raising me. It was. That's it. At this moment moment now i'm officially a man that's what she said she said ray kept whispering in my ear mom this takes me back when i was a kid you raised me right thank you so much and she was just like i was like ray stop it ray stop it ray stop it your dad is so <laughs> tall and yeah. doesn't talk your mom is really short yep your twin brother is very tall correct you are very short very short <laughs> <laughs> and i was finally able to see when you were dancing with your mom oh that's where it kind of comes from yeah and i believe it's the mom determines the height of kids so i would have been like 6 6 if it was if it went by dad's yeah but your but brother's your brother tall is. correct I, I don't know it's weird but i really i strongly <laughs> believe if a person's mom is tall they'll be tall uh, okay. You guys were debating on what to wear because we all had we had it easy. We had blue yeah, suits. Yeah, all had suits. suits. I knew what I was going to wear, and then I assumed my husband would wear a suit because we're going to a wedding. And then he's like, "No, no, we're going. It's no, we're going to a chapel on some land. Like I'm wearing boots and nice jeans and a blazer, like a sports coat." And 
I, I'm so adamant that he cannot do that. He needs to wear a suit. It's like causing tension between us. I'm like, fine, just wear whatever you want. So he puts on his Lucchese boots, his nice jeans, and his sports coat. And then we get there, and I'm pretty sure my husband said that Garth is in jeans and boots. That's it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Come on. Wait, yeah. your husband, I thought he wore a suit. No, he wore jeans and boots. Oh, he did? Yes, because I wasn't going to continue arguing with him about it. And then I got put in my place when we show up and, like, goat is there wearing, <laughs> <laughs> like, jeans and boots. So I thought, I just kind of hung my head and I was like, your your boots look nice. <laughs> but that's proof because Bones didn't even notice he was wearing jeans. No, yeah. it must have been really dark jeans. They were yeah. really dark. The darker nice. they are, yeah. the nicer, the, the uh-huh. more formal jeans they are. Yeah, I know. He fit the formal whatever Canadian tuxedo look, but I was not feeling it when we left the house, but suddenly I was fine with it. Ray, what was your favorite moment? <laughs> Definitely they rigged it. Uh, when my grandma, they did the flower toss and she, my grandma was in the very front. She's 90 years old and they threw it right to her and she caught it. And she's like, <laughs> and so she was the next one to get married is what that means. And she's like, I'm not getting married again though. I'm like, okay, grandma, it's okay. Just catch the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a lot of fun. It was. It was so good. It would, the, the, the reception was all spread out and I just thought you guys put a lot of effort into keeping it safe and also you know making it a real memorable experience for all involved and then it seemed like the next day I was watching your Instagram it seemed like you were just drunk all day uh yeah ended up partying pretty hard with Billy and I'm still hung yeah last night I s- <laughs> Caitlin takes her phone and she goes I'm looking at Raimundo's story and he's going it's the first day in seven years I haven't done show prep uh, America forgive me <laughs> she's like what does this even mean and I was like, I assume he went so hard he wasn't going to. I said, I don't care if it was a wedding. Oh, I thought maybe you said, hey, it's your wedding. Like, don't worry about prepping. <laughs> no. Did you not? I'm, oh, I thought that was maybe a gift. Yeah, I thought that was your present. Hey, yeah. here's, your, here's your gift. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Retro. Retro. Yeah. You're good. No, you're not in trouble. I no, laughed out loud at that because he's, yes, he was apologizing to Well, it was, it was a fantastic wedding. You can go over to the Bobby Bones uh, website, bobbybones.com, and you can uh, see some pictures from the wedding. <laughs> Did everybody get COVID tested? Yeah. Okay, everybody was supposed to get COVID tested because we had an artist, and we're not going to say who it was. It's been a while now that had COVID. And so now we've had to set new protocols. You can't come in the studio if you hadn't had a test within a couple of days. But we were all supposed to go and drive through and get tested. It was very easy. It was 24 hours here. You just go in. It's free. They swap you in the nose. And it was a lot of military guys, though, doing the swabbing, which I thought was interesting. So, we got tested. I got a negative. You got a negative? Got a negative. Eddie, you are still probably positive. I'm still, well, well, maybe. Positive. Who knows? But because you had it sure. a few months ago. Morgan? Yep, I'm negative. Nobody got a positive, right? I'm assuming we're all good. Mike, I was with Mike D, and he had never had a result before. And his came, and he was like, oh, boy, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm like, I get this way every single time. <laughs> it is nerve-wracking. It is. So, you know, we all went and got our COVID tests. And for, for some, it was the first time they had to get one. <laughs> Uh, as I'm driving, though, what day was this? Saturday. I said, you know, I'm gonna let me find some music, and I'm just surrounded by music all the time. That I don't search out for new stuff as much, just for the sake of listening to new music. But I was like, oh, I gotta I wanna hear this uh, Stapleton song called Arkansas, and so I'm gonna play a little bit of this first and tell you the story. Here's Chris Stapleton, Arkansas. I don't know if it was partially because of Ray's wedding or I'm not sure. 
But as I'm listening to the song, I start having tears fall from my eyes. And listen, you think you hear this song, it's an upbeat, Stableton kind of rock jam more than anything else. But here's the situation that I grew up in and am in now. I am from Arkansas. Nobody ever says anything nice about us. And to have a song where he's actually going, hey, this place is great. Like we are hillbillies, rednecks. We are the lowest of the low when it comes to, I mean, we're every joke to everybody. And we have been my entire life. And I think that's why we are so proud to be from Arkansas and to have each other because Nobody gives us the benefit of the doubt. And I think people understand if you're from Kentucky, if you're from Mississippi, I think if you're from Alabama, you kind of get this too. Well, Alabama has a sweet home song. But other than that, <laughs> a pretty good song. But to actually have someone sing a song about where I come from and not talk about how we're missing teeth or married to our cousins, like it made me a little bit emotional. And I was like, holy crap. And I, I was like, what is happening to me? I thought something was wrong. I was like, physically, what's going on? I shouldn't be crying on a, I wasn't ball, I wasn't weeping. <laughs> But I had tears coming down my eyes. And so uh, I reached out to Chris and I was like, hey, man, come on the show and talk about this. I don't know if he may be on this week. We're going to see. Um, but yeah, oddly, that song made me a bit emotional because I was like, thank God somebody finally goes, hey, I want to say something nice about this state. So there you go. That's how. Did he write that song? Yeah, he said it was based on a road trip he took from Tennessee to Oklahoma to pick up a car. And so in that trip, which, listen, we've we've done before. Yeah. I've done before because Caitlin's from Oklahoma. In that trip, you have to go through Arkansas. I mean, our Thanksgiving trip will be us driving, stopping in Arkansas at our cabin, and then going to Oklahoma. But, yeah, that was it. Now I feel like I'm going to listen to it differently. Well, it was just after you get beat up for your whole life about where you're from. Just every nobody goes, hey, you know what? Here's pretty cool Arkansas. And so to, to have a song by Chris Stable to talk about it, yeah, made me, made me a little bit a little sappy this weekend. Uh, let's go over to Sarah in Tampa, Florida. You're on the show. Sarah, what's going on? Hi. Um, I just had a question for Amy. My husband and I are deciding between IVF and adoption, and I just wanted to know, because I know she made that decision, and I just wanted to see her point of view and if she had any advice. Okay, so it's your journey. So ultimately, y'all are going to have to decide. But for us, we had seen other people go through IVF and it not be successful and spend thousands upon thousands of dollars. So we thought, do we want to do that and the, the, the shot of it not working or go the adoption route where we could spend about the same or give or take and help a child that is was already born and it would be a sure deal so that's why we went that route but that's that does not mean there are some people where i i have no judgment for if you i don't know why i even had to say that i just want to make it clear that some people go that route and they have great success and also too when our ivf doctor was telling me how about i'm i might end up with three babies i was like oh well (laughs) 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 you know what i mean or our fertility doctor yeah well i really appreciate it thank you i've never had anybody go through it so i just wanted to see since you had kind of made that decision and I, I really appreciate it. If you're considering adoption, I will, I'll recommend the book Adopted for Life. You should read it and your husband. And then and then evaluate what you want to do. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Bye, Sarah. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Uh, here's a voicemail we got over the weekend from Bob in Bakersfield, California. Hey, good 
Good morning, everybody. Just calling to give Morgan to some recognition. Love her new Saturday show with the best bits of the week. I was on vacation last week, so it gave me a chance to kind of hit the highlights as I'm trying to catch up on the podcast. Love the show. Love Morgan, too. She's about the same age as my daughter, and it's almost like listening to my daughter talk sometimes when I hear her. Morgan, too. Great new show. I'll be listening to it on Saturdays now. Yeah, on our podcast feed, Morgan Number 2 hosts the show that's the best of the show and then behind the scenes from some stuff that you missed. I felt like it went pretty well this weekend, huh? Yeah, it was really good for the first one, and we brought Lunchbox on to talk about his real thoughts on the murder house, and it was pretty interesting. Yeah, check it out. It's up where you subscribe to the Bobby Bone Show. So you have an encouraging emails folder now? Oh, yes. I heard about this from someone, and I thought, well, that's a really good idea because words of affirmation, whether it's in a like a romantic or a work setting, words are really good for me. I'm motivated by them. So yeah, I kind of was like, man, why didn't I think of this sooner? Because I can just throw the emails over into that folder and then they'll always be there. And since I don't really get them all the time, I can just go back and read them. Because I've gotten some from you over the many 14, almost 15 years. Like three. Right. I'm just kidding. No, no, uh, it's just not a strength of mine, but but when I but do. But it shouldn't. Right. Like, here's the thing. I respect that about you because you're just not going to hand it out like candy because then it's going to, it doesn't mean anything. So I know if I receive a, an email like that from you, that it is definitely deserved or that, yes, you mean it and it's from the heart. So what I wish I would have done, though, is already had this folder so I could have saved them because well, I don't know where they are now. Let's be honest. I've actually, in the last few years, been a lot better at that, even telling you in person more so. Yeah. Yes. But I cherish, like, I, guys, I remember physically where I am some of the times that I received the emails. Okay. You make <laughs> it sound like I'd sit, it's like Haley's comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, they mean a lot to me. I'm not, that's not even down. That's not, it's important what you've done. And I love that you don't, yeah, pass them out like crazy because then it doesn't mean as much. It's like people who hug everybody. Those hugs don't matter because you're hugging everybody. Yeah. I hug everybody. I know. (laughs) But the point of the folder is to, if that's kind of something you want to hold on to and maybe it's good for you to go back and read encouragement from time to time, you can keep it in a folder. There you go. (laughs) That's it. What's going on, Amy, today? Sashir has another soccer game today. So it's all soccer then, all the time at your house. Well, that's like later, but in the middle of the day, my husband and I have a new counseling appointment for the some kids' stuff, so we're meeting. It's like an adoption. Eddie, I'll let you know how it goes in case you okay, may need them. please. <laughs> Eddie's fostering. Um, what about you? I have to take my dog. He's got some blood work today as I've pulled up my phone. Um, we have got to take some sort of engagement pictures, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I don't know why. We have a lot of pictures of us. I was like, let's just use one of them. It's <laughs> probably for that does make sense. announcements yes, if they go out. That's or what I've been told. Have a website or I don't know. I don't even know if we have all that. Well, Ray had Ray and Bay dot wedding. Well, well Ray, can we use that domain? Yeah, use that can one. We just sell put it our to you pictures guys. up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, recording another episode of the Vets You Should Know podcast about veterans who served our country, which I believe launches on Veterans Day, Mike. And Jamison Rogers, who has the number one song this week, is coming over to the house, and we're doing a Bobby cast from the studio at home. So, a pretty busy day. Glad everybody's been here with us. We just appreciate it so much. We know you could choose your friends, and we're thankful that you make us that friend, whether live or on the podcast. Have an awesome day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. Bobby Bones Show.